0: Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a daily podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. All this week, our format will break away from the five basic questions we ask youth workers as we have Tim Challies on the show this week. Tim, Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. And this, this isn't our first question, but just out of curiosity, have you ever served in youth ministry?
1: Uh, I have, yeah, in various capacities. I uh, ran the youth group at our church for a little bit of time, and I've done quite a bit of young adult type ministry as well. So, yeah, I've, I've done that.
0: All right, good deal. Um, Well, well, Tim is the author of many books, uh, The Next Story, Do More Better, Sexual Detox and Visual Theology, that he also authored with Josh Byers and Josh Assisted RYM in creating the Student Discipleship Guide. Um, Tim is also a blogger at challies.com where many of you have no doubt uh, seen his work. Um, there, there are many who have been blogging for years, but Tim was a blogger before it was trendy. Uh, he started in 2002, I believe, and has been blogging every day since 2003. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, something like that. It gets kind of silly after time, but yeah, that's, that's the way it goes. I'm also <laughs> a podcaster now.
0: Oh, really? I did not I even know that.
1: a couple weeks ago. So.
0: Excellent. Do you yep. want to give a, a little plug? Is it just... Charlie's podcast.
1: It's called The Art of Godliness, and I'm recording it with my good friend Paul Martin, who's senior pastor at our church and my closest friend, and we're just talking about Christian living and uh, just issues that we think pertain to every believer. So short-form podcast, we're really enjoying it. We hope people find it helpful.
0: Excellent. Yeah, I'll be sure to check that out. Um, Well, before, before we get into our questions and format for the week, why don't you just tell us a little bit more about yourself, your family, where you live, all that good stuff?
1: Yeah. So I live in Oakville, Ontario. This just outside Toronto. It's in Canada, of course. Uh, I've got three children. I've got a son who is 17, a daughter who is 14, and a daughter who is 11. I've been married to Eileen for coming up on 20 years now. And I'm a writer by trade. I'm uh, an elder at Grace Fellowship Church. But what I give my time to day-to-day is writing, writing on the blog, writing the occasional book, and uh, doing some other fun stuff, too. So that, that's, that's my life in a nutshell.
0: Excellent. Um, All right, everyone, our our format this week is going to deal with cultural engagement, uh, specifically uh, the movies we watch, the television shows that we watch, and really we planned this podcast because of the release of Stranger Things Season 2. For those who follow Tim's blog, you know that there was some conversation uh, that was sparked from Season 1 of the show, and Tim will give us some context on that in a minute. Uh, but this isn't a podcast that's specifically discussing Stranger thing, Things, any plot details or anything like that, but more broadly, just dealing with questions and concerns surrounding media discernment uh, that can be applied to to really other forms of, of media intake as well. Uh, so it's our hope and prayer that this discussion fosters discernment and conversation surrounding this issue. Uh, Tim and I don't pretend to have all the answers to this issue, but we hope to serve our neighbors by engaging in this discussion on this topic. So with that being said, Tim, are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Do
0: it. All right. So, so today's question, Tim. I was just going to ask you to simply give us some background on the series of articles that you wrote. Um, I think the first one was entitled "Stranger Things and Being a Prude," um, and then some other articles, "Sex on the Silver Screen." So, just give us some context, please, as well as some of your your thoughts on the subject.
1: Yeah. So I like watching TV, I like Netflix, I like, uh, you know, I'm not a big TV watcher, not a big movie watcher, but you know, that kind of 9 to 10 p.m. time where you're too tired to read or do anything productive, but uh, not tired enough to go to sleep yet, that's that's where I love to watch something. And like many other people, I had tuned in to Stranger Things, I'd heard good things about it, and um, you know, for a long time I've been considering Sex, nudity, those, those issues on the screen—how we as Christians ought to think about that—and uh, over time, I've lowered and lowered my tolerance for it, I'm sort of just trying to heed my conscience. But uh, Stranger Things, just uh, I guess episode three in the series, there's just this scene in the in the series in the the show there that that involves some sexuality, some near nudity. And there's just something that in that moment just really just hit me. Um, it just really disturbed me. And it got me thinking a lot about how we as Christians think about sexuality, how we think about nudity, what its place is. And, you know, of course, you know that there's barely a show on TV anymore that doesn't contain it to some degree. Um, Absolutely. So I've just been doing a lot of thinking about that and really finding that I've had to lower my tolerance for it even more.
0: Hmm. Yeah, those are some very helpful articles for me. I mean, personally, very insightful, very convicting, um, and it seemed that much of your point in those articles was to get people to to personalize. You know, what was taking place on the screen. Uh, you 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 know, brought it close to home by asking. You know, what if this was your spouse or a friend from church that was involved? And it reminded me of something that Kevin DeYoung wrote, actually, in his book, The Hole in Our Holiness. And let me quote him. He says, we have to take a hard look at the things that we choose to put in front of our faces. If there was a young couple engaged in sexual activity on a couch in front of you, would you pull up a seat to watch? No, that would be perverse, voyeuristic. So why is it different when people record it first and then you watch? What if a good-looking guy or girl barely dressed came up to you on the beach and said, why don't you sit on your towel right here and stare at me for a while? Would you do it? No, that would be creepy. Why is it acceptable then when the same images are blown up the size of a three-story building? He says, if we're honest, we often seek exposure to sexual immorality and temptations to impurity and call it innocent relaxation. So I guess just kind of a follow-up question there. Why, why do you think viewers disengage from film in this way and refuse to think of these actors, you know, as someone's potential spouse or friend, for example?
1: Yeah. I, I want to say two things. Um, I, I completely agree with what Kevin says, and I think he sort of takes a, a middle ground between two different issues. Um the first one is the issue that most people are familiar with, which if it causes you to stumble, that kind of thing, right? So mm-hmm. if you're watching that and you're feeling feeling lust welling up in your heart, then of course you're supposed to stop watching it, right? Between you and the Lord, you should just turn that off because that is inciting you to sin, and that's that's evil, and that's wrong. Um, and that's 99%, almost 100% of what Christians say about sex and lust and, and you know sex on the silver screen. That's exactly what they're talking about, and that's a good argument. But I've taken it in a what I think is a completely different direction, which is the people who are acting that out. These are real people who have really, in real time and real space, unmarried people have done their best to make us believe that they're having sex with one another. Mm -hmm. Or a real person who really has disrobed, she's taken off her clothes for the benefit of my entertainment. So I want to forget the whole silver screen thing. I want to say... Way back somewhere in a studio, maybe two years ago, these people did this stuff. It is now unloving of us to watch it. If that was my daughter, if that was my wife, the best thing you could do is not watch it. So there's a very real sense in what we are doing when we watch these sorts of things. We are taking advantage of their depravity. We're saying those unbelievers can behave like unbelievers, and that is our entertainment. If that person was my wife, I would be horrified. If that person was a member of my church, we would, we would begin church discipline against that person. But somehow when it's entertainment and it's unbelievers, we allow ourselves to, to enjoy it. So I think we've thought about this as Christians. We've thought about it really wrongly. We've thought about it from my perspective, not love for neighbor perspective. The most loving thing I can do is not watch.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's very helpful. Again, very convicting, uh, because I, as you said, many of us um, and those you know, listening as well, we've been immersed in this culture where we have normalized this activity. And mm-hmm. like I said, you're bringing the reality of this out of what's taking place behind the scenes, um, as you said, you know, in a studio somewhere. So that's all very helpful. And you actually hit on something that we're going to discuss tomorrow. Um, and that's re- really loving our neighbor and kind of bringing up a question that uh, goes along with that. Um, mm-hmm. So that's all the time we have for today. But be sure to, to join back tomorrow as we have more discussion with Tim Challies.